Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, champs? Welcome to another episode of the Short Shifts Fantasy Hockey Podcast brought to you by Keeping Carlson and hosted by two guys. Well, I guess hosted by one guy and uh, uh, produced by one guy who uh, sat Coke Kaniemi here on Tuesday uh, as he is going off. I am your host, Louis Ezekiel. Uh, we got John Reed on the ones and twos sharing my Coke Kaniemi related frustrations. Uh, and joining us as well, your friend and mine, Jeremy Versillo. Jeremy, how are you doing on a jam-packed Tuesday night in the NHL here? Fortunately, I am not lamenting Jesper Kokaniemi's performance. I am getting frustrated with another hurricane, but that's a little teaser for the end of the show. So listen to the whole thing to find out who I'm annoyed at. Ooh, there we go. Absolutely. We've got some drama in the house. Um, actually, our lead story involves a hurricane as well, and let's jump right into it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Andrei Svechnikov uh, has a knee injury that will require surgery and will take him out of the remainder of the regular season and the playoffs. A huge blow uh, to Carolina, losing a bunch of their offensive firepower. This is one of those kind of injuries that we talk about with some frequency where I feel like you don't really have uh, a winner necessarily. Um, we did see a Puglia Jarvi uh, uh, debut on the first line with Jarvis and Ajo. Uh, Neeson and Tara Vinen are both back on power play one, although those power plays have had a pretty even split. Um, and, you know, I guess uh, I, I definitely thought that Kokaniemi would struggle uh, without his most talented line mate. But uh, he's he's put on a nice little show here today after being uh, pretty ice cold outside of his ridiculous five point night. You know, it just is uh, is the way it goes sometimes. But, you know, overall, this is an injury that I think is just mostly going to be bad for your chances uh, to get a win with uh, Carolina goalies. Uh, I think it makes the power play weaker. Uh, and obviously it takes some of that firepower off that second line. I think in, in most cases, you know, I don't think we want to judge too much. Obviously they're having some offensive success here. Uh, finally, after scoring one goal over the past three games. Um, but I think you would be hard pressed to find anybody who's going to say, Oh yeah, Sveshnikov's absence is definitely why, uh, Carolina is scoring goals here tonight. Couldn't agree more. My big takeaway from this is that. This just sucks for real life. I mean, 
Svechnikov is probably out until the beginning of next season with knee surgery, may never be the same player again. Carolina's on pace for 115 or so points and was a Stanley Cup favorite, and now their offense looks really thin. I'm just looking at their lines on gamedaytweets.com, and that does not look like a playoff lineup to me, but clearly it is. They've got good coaching and good defense and some solid goaltending. Got to imagine Pogliarvi gets the top six spot, but I'm not sure I'm that interested in him for fantasy. Yeah, it's something that we talked about when he first uh, was traded over there. And, you know, he he is kind of a, a reclamation project in a way. Now, some of it is, you know, he wasn't able to get this sort of deployment uh, with any frequency in Edmonton. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's one of the bigger, he's a bigger player. Uh, you know, Dabber's uh, heuristic with this is, you know, always sort of uh, takes those bigger players, those power forwards a little bit longer to develop closer to like that 400 game uh, breakout threshold, I think is where he puts it. So uh, it's an interesting spot for him. Obviously, it does give an opportunity for some of those younger players to step up uh, if the Canes do have a cup run in them. Uh, it's going to have to be because guys like Jarvis, guys like Hook um, you know, guys like Natchez can take things to another level come playoff time. And I'm not sure if they are capable of that necessarily. I did see on Money Puck, they do still have the best Stanley Cup odds, but I don't know if that's been updated uh, since we got, you know, uh, they went out and got that second opinion today, but it was uh, more of the same bad news, unfortunately, um, for, for Sveshnikov's kind of uh, future here. Uh, another pretty significant injury, not season ending, but, uh, of the four to six week variety over in Colorado. Jeremy, why don't you tell us what's going on over there? Arturi Lekkanen has a broken finger and it's bad enough that it needs surgery. As someone who's had surgery on one of my fingers, it's not a pretty sight. Believe it or not, I actually played a hockey game two weeks after that surgery, but clearly not at an NHL level. And that was probably a stupid thing I did while I was in college. Yeah, do you think that uh, lined up with the doctor's recommendations? They didn't tell me I couldn't. Uh, It was the day I got the stitches out. Nice. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, Yeah, you know, uh, this is an interesting um, situation, certainly because opportunities uh, in the top six uh, now will be opened up for some other players. Um, You know, we might see some more opportunities for Erod, for uh, Nishushkin, Comfort potentially. Uh, They can secure those top six slots. Power play one pretty much assured for Nishushkin and Comfort moving forward. Uh, We also see Dennis Mulligan getting a crack at the top six. Uh, We saw practice lines today that seemed to indicate uh, he would be with Comfort and Nishushkin or Comfort and Rantanen. It didn't seem like Bednar had made a final decision about that. Uh, I think you'd like to get the, the Rantanen line if possible, but, um, even, even with Comfort and Nishushkin, I think that's a pretty decent opportunity. Uh, Colorado can definitely pour on the goals, uh, as they did over the weekend. So, uh, you know, it is, uh, something that would, you know, potentially open up a nice opportunity, uh, for Dennis Mulligan. Not likely to get much in the way of power play, but he does have three goals in the last little stretch of games. Uh, and that's, you know, not playing with anything close to, uh, you know, uh, top six, uh, minutes. So, you know, could be a nice opportunity for him. He was a nice prospect in, uh, Florida. Uh, and this is an opportunity for him to kind of step up, uh, on a little bit of a bigger stage. 
One thing I'll caution with Malkin, though, is he is returning to play a road game against his former team in Toronto tomorrow, so it could just be coach kind of throwing him a bone. I tried to look at the lines after Lekkonen got hurt, and obviously with 11 forwards, it's a bit of a rotating cast. Seemed like Andrew Cagliano was getting a decent number of shifts up there. And just in general, I think that's going to rotate unless Mulgan really seizes his opportunity. But if Erod or Nichushkin or Comfer are available in any of your leagues, I'd be rushing to get them between the good playoff schedule, the power play potential, and just more need for them to score. Yeah, for sure. I think that that does open up some nice opportunity. Speaking of opportunities, I'm going to seize one right now. I haven't done this a ton because I don't know that it annoys you and Shams as much as it did, Ben. But uh, nice to be talking about a couple Michigan guys in Comfort and Cogliano. So always enjoy uh, having the opportunity to to rep some of those guys. If you're watching on uh, if you're watching on Twitch, I've got my uh, my nice Michigan hoodie on, of course. All right, let's uh, move on. We had a whole bunch of day-to-day injuries. Uh, Thomas Shabbat went out during practice uh, and did not play or is not likely to play. That game is probably drop, uh, puck dropped by this point. Uh, other day-to-day guys include Ovechkin, Hyman, Morrissey, Stamkos. No real news on any of these guys. Um, you know, Some of it is probably just late season wear and tear. Uh, Stamco, somebody mentioned in the Discord, I wish I had the name in front of me, but mentioned, um, was it Joe Bimbler maybe, uh, who said that, uh, Stamkos has been below replacement level for like the last 18 games. So he might have had something that's been nagging him for a while. Uh, now his owners will get a chance to put him on injured reserve and maybe leave him there for a while. Uh, Tampa's playoff position is pretty certain. I don't know why you would want to run Stamkos into the ground. Uh, the other thing of note, I think, from this, you know, Morrissey, I imagine, will be back. Um, although I will mention that Nate Schmidt has been having a nice little run. Uh, he has, um, I think, four points over the last four or five games. Uh, so that's a guy you might keep an eye on, I think, even when Morrissey comes back. You know, Schmidt has only been getting some power play two time, uh, and it hasn't been all that uh, effective. So I think that uh, Morrissey's return, I don't think, will affect him all that much. Um, so if he's on a nice little run, that might be someone to keep an eye on. Uh, and then also for Shabbat, my one kind of worry is, you know, that, that Ottawa offense has been not so effective lately. Um, you know, uh, Shabbat was guilty, uh, once again of giving away a puck at the blue line that led to a shorthanded goal recently. Not the first time that's happened this season. Uh, I wonder if we worry a little bit about Jacob Shikrin, uh, given Shabbat the old Wally Pip, uh, and while Shabbat is out and injured, uh, Shikrin steps in and is effective, uh, solo quarterbacking that power play. They did spend some time doing that together. Um, but that might, if that reinvigorates Ottawa's offense, I wonder if the coach sticks with that setup. That would be a bummer for Shabbat owners. Uh, and maybe you think about, uh, leaving him in that IR slot if you don't have other moves to make and and you might have something a little more effective going on. It's funny you should mention the Ottawa power play because Brady Tuchuk just scored a power play goal assisted by Alex DeBrinkett and Jake Sanderson. Oh, Jake Sanderson. So that was someone that I looked to as soon as I saw that Shabbat was injured. I thought, well, I might be able to do a one-for-one with Sanderson. So that's interesting. Do you happen to know if uh, he's sharing that slot with Chikrin or was he solo? 
I do not know, but we can probably figure it out within the next couple minutes on this segment. I can look at uh, ESPN. Okay, let's uh, let's do that. Uh, and while you do, let's see. I guess I'll talk about um, JG Pajot. Uh, it sounds like he is going to be back for the Islanders. That game hasn't started yet, so line is uh, to be determined. Maybe not the most super fantasy important news, but probably a line two power play two guy. Um, you know, somebody who's nice to have on the ice. Good for your uh, good for your goalies. I imagine you want to have uh, Pajot in the lineup. So that's a nice one for you. Um, and that's mostly what we have for injuries and outcheries. Uh, one interesting bit while I give you a little bit more time to check out that lineup. Um, a guy you might want to keep an eye on, not for this week, but for next week, especially, you know, maybe you're in a buy this week or if you, uh, secure your, um, secure your matchup. Uh, Alex Shiesan has been back for the Red Wings. Uh, I'm a Red Wings fan and I sort of forgot that he was even on the team. Um, but he's been really, uh, finding some success once again as a power play specialist, uh, like he did, uh, for stretches with Edmonton most recently. Uh, again, the Wings only have those two games on busy nights this week. Uh, but he's got two goals, two assists in the last three games with, uh, the goals and one of the assists coming on the power play for the wings. They've got four games next week, two against St. Louis and one against Philly. Uh, so there'll definitely be some scoring opportunities there. So, uh, a deep, a deep cut certainly, uh, with Shea San, but that might be, uh, an opportunity that someone might, uh, find valuable to jump on. Uh, another guy I like that I am keeping my eye on for next week is, uh, Itu Lusterainen. Um, another guy who's been productive lately has a really bad schedule this week with two games on busy nights, um, but could give you a really nice run next week if you survive and advance. I just finished checking the Jake Sanderson stats, and he was solo quarterbacking that first power play, maybe getting a bit of a glimpse into the long-term future of the Ottawa Senators. As to, wow, really interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm surprised Chikrin isn't there, given that I think he was on it before Shabbat's injury. Backtracking to some of the other guys you mentioned, I'm not particularly worried about any of them missing a lot of games. It sounds like all of them are kind of day-to-day-ish. But then again, Philip Forsberg was also day-to-day, and he is still out three weeks later. I think the guy... I I heard his return is imminent. (laughs) Wow. By some definition of the word, anyway. Yeah. I think the guy I have the most concern on, though, is actually Ovi. Maybe it's because I own him in three leagues, but he uh, he's older, the team's out of playoffs, they want to really conserve his health for any future runs the team has. The Caps have no reason to throw Ovi back out there if he's 90% instead of 100%. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, I, I don't necessarily agree that there's no reason to send him out. I think definitely you don't want to risk his health, but he is a guy who is chasing a rather important record. And I think, uh, you know, getting him games when you can makes a lot of sense. But I also understand uh, taking a cautious approach if he's banged up. Um, you know, the, there's not a whole lot to play for for, for Washington uh, this season. So uh, it makes sense. But the fan in me wants to see him go out there and, and score goals any chance that he gets. So, uh, but that's maybe that's a little selfish of me. 8 16, two more seasons. That's all he needs. 
Yeah, I think uh, that would be really exciting. And uh, you were mentioning uh, Washington even has the chance to potentially fall into a lottery pick and have a shot at Bedard. So who knows? Maybe uh, maybe he'll get a little uh, unearned but fun extra help there. All right, we're going to head into a, a little break here. Uh, we'll get back to you on the other side. You're listening to Short Shifts. Welcome back to Short Shifts. Uh, as we're headed down the stretch here, um, you know, we've had uh, a goalie situation that has been nothing if not chaotic over in Toronto. Um, but we have hit a bit of a scold stretch here. Jeremy, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the best option for the Leafs moving forward into the playoffs and their quest to uh, advance, you know, to a meaningful round of the playoffs? Uh, who would you have as the starting goalie based on some of the recent performances? Matt Murray has been pretty bad in his last five games. And I think because there was an injury in the middle of it, people may not realize he's actually given up four goals in each of his last five appearances. Three of those, I believe, were really bad starts. And his goals saved above average is negative eight for those five games. Meanwhile, Samsonov has had a couple clunkers, but played really well for a long time while Murray was hurt. I have to imagine, like I said on the goalie section with Shams last Thursday, that it's probably a two-thirds, one-third split for Samsonov going forward, unless for some reason they think alternating goalies during the playoff is a viable strategy that no one else has tried before. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would have to imagine that Samsonov gets that game one start. Uh, you know, unfortunate, certainly, um, had some reasonably high hopes for Murray's performance, although actually I shouldn't say reasonably. They were, they were, uh, pipe dream high hopes, maybe. Um, but yeah, it just hasn't, uh, worked out lately. Definitely some struggles. So, uh, yeah, that's the, the position that they find themselves in. But yeah, I would definitely be guessing that we're going to see more Samsonov than Murray, uh, as we head into the end of the season there. Uh, so something to consider if you are one of those Murray owners, I would be watching uh, game day goalies. You know, this is that time of year, especially in those one-year leagues where you got to be willing to make some brutal cuts. And that might be one that uh, might be worth your while if they're only getting a uh, few starts. A couple other goalies I want to mention. Um, one played a pretty critical role. Uh, Elon was talking on Saturday about his uh, likelihood of getting a shot in the consolation playoff to... Uh, potentially hang on in tier two. Those hopes were dashed, not because of anything related to his players, but a goalie that he wanted me to bring up. Uh, Gustafson in uh, Minnesota gave up five to the Coyotes, including the, the game-winning goal in overtime. Uh, and that was enough to create the space uh, to let me slide into those consolation playoffs. So we're pouring one out for our buddy Elon. Uh, in all likelihood, uh, we'll be joining him in tier three next season as well. So we can... Uh, continue our fight back to the top together, hopefully not in the same league because he is a tough out, I will tell you. Um, but Gustafson with Flurry uh, being announced to start uh, the next game and then a back-to-back, -back, all that remains, only one start available to Gustafson this week. Uh, so a tough blow, certainly, uh, if you are a Gustafson manager. He was having a nice little run. Uh, the other goalie I wanted to talk about was Tristan Jari, who has been having some struggles of his own. Uh, we had some, uh, we had some, uh, Twitter activity that suggested that perhaps he, uh, is struggling with some injuries, uh, and that has 
contributed to his uh, struggles of late. Um, but really, yeah, it's just been tough, I think, for the Penguins in general. They are currently losing 5-4 to four to the Canadiens uh, with four minutes to go in the third period. Not an ideal setup for them either. Uh, so, yeah, lots of interesting goalie stuff. Uh, Jeremy, you had a cold streak uh, for a defenseman you wanted to bring up. As I teased at the beginning of the show, I'm frustrated with another hurricane currently. Shane Gossespierre, I believe, just had his fifth game without a point if he didn't have a point today. He started off blazing hot with his new team, but I noticed some red flags, specifically that he was playing kind of a split power play thing and that his time on ice was down by almost five minutes from when he was with Arizona. He kind of switched into a true third-pairing defenseman. And honestly, the lack of points doesn't surprise me. I'm at the edge of my rope and about to drop him. Yeah, I think uh, it was an exciting move when he first came over, but he's you know not going to be uh, able to to keep up what he was doing when he first got over there. I think we got some of that like new team you know show show it out kind of uh, approach. Um, but yeah, we we weren't going to see that same level of success continue, and certainly. Um, Burns is the guy I think that you want running that power play, even though a ghost has shown that he can do it. A nice guy to have uh, in terms of depth, but um, yeah, not doing a whole lot for you fantasy wise lately. Uh, switching over to the other side, we've got a nice uh, hot streak uh, from another defenseman. This is one of those kind of uh, non-actionable attaboys that we like to give. You're not going to be able to go out and grab this guy, but um, tell us what Miro Haskinen has been up to lately. In his last seven games, he has 12 points, uh, which is aided by Dallas scoring 15 times in the last two games, I believe both against Seattle. Heiskanen is looking like the true number one defenseman on this team. He's playing 27, even 28 minutes on some nights, all the power play one time, taking three plus shots a game. Keep this in mind in draft season next year. I think this may be a true coming out party where He's going to join the ranks of Adam Fox and Roman Yossi in those top five rounds of your fantasy drafts. Yeah, definitely an exciting outlook for him, especially, you know, I don't know how many more years uh, Joe Pavelski can keep up some of that magic for them. Um, But that top line just has been so good and so exciting lately. Uh, The Jamie Benessance continues. Uh, He had three points during the last game. Uh, Stars have been very, uh, very fun and very exciting for fantasy owners recently. Uh, And Haskin and really joining in the party. Uh, It's nice to see. Uh, And one last person we want to bring up here, or a few people, sorry, um, but, uh, just as we're thinking about the schedule moving forward, you know, this show will release on Wednesday morning. Um, you've got a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday schedule remaining for the Washington Capitals for the rest of the week. Um, I don't know. We might have skipped over the stat where I know that, um, they are about to drop, uh, unless things change significantly. Uh, they, they may indeed drop their sixth straight game, uh, without having Ovi. Uh, so obviously the Caps struggle uh, without Ovechkin in the lineup this season. But uh, with that lovely off day schedule that remains, we've got a hot line, uh, that second line for the Caps of Dylan Strom, uh, Sonny Milano, who was out on Tuesday with a non-COVID illness, uh, and TJ Oshie. Uh, Oshie and Strom pretty widely available. Milano available almost everywhere. But obviously if he's going to be out, maybe don't worry about him right now. 
before tonight's game, Dylan Strom had seven points in the last four and 10 in the last seven. Line two, power play two is not all that exciting, but, you know, uh, on a hot streak and available in a ton of leagues with that nice schedule remaining. Uh, Elon mentioned uh, the Caps as being one of his uh, teams that you would want to look at players for uh, for this week. Uh, and we can, you know, get the bulk of their games still uh, with, you know, by the time you hear this episode. Oshie is owned in a few more leagues, 36% rostered on Yahoo. Uh, the steadiest of the options and the one with power play one deployment. Uh, although that obviously takes a hit with Oshi out. Uh, he's got 10 points over the last eight games prior to Tuesday night, uh, 13 in the last 12, and has that power play one exposure. Uh, if you can't get OV exposure, at least you're getting some from the red hot Rasmus Sandin. Uh, so that's a pretty good setup, too. I believe both Strom and Oshi have an assist uh, in their game tonight, even though they are trailing uh, the Rangers with about five minutes to go in the third. Uh, so, uh, some good options there for you. I would be, uh, keeping an eye out on those guys to round out your week, uh, hopefully carry you through another round of the playoffs and into next week so that you can keep tuning in, uh, and getting some helpful advice from us. But until we reach that point, uh, we are all set for this evening. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Jeremy, uh, for another episode. Nice work as always, and, uh, all the best in your playoff matchup. Uh, and thank you for joining us, for giving us a download. Uh, you can give us a follow at ShortShiftsKK, Brian and Elon at Keeping Carlson. Also recommend you follow at Game Day Lines, at Game Day Goalies, at Game Day News NHL, uh, and at Game Day Stats NHL, which is a fun uh, new offering that they've got. Uh, all organized nicely at GameDayTweets.com. Uh, visit that site and the other great sites we used to research our episodes at Yahoo, Frozen Tools, and Natural Stat Trick. Our intro and outro music was created by Pat Roach. John Reed is our digital media producer. And until we see you next time, play smart and keep your shifts short. 